Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. I am your host, Adam Tuggle. This is the show that gets your week started off right. This is the show, hallelujah, where the gospel is told and not sold. I'm so happy to be with you on today. Um, We have a very, 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 very great show for you today because we are continuing our, our, our series um, of salvation, the rapture, and the tribulation. We are continuing that series on today. Um, we have uh, we have been talking about salvation, and we have been talking about um, what salvation is, and it has been so powerful right here on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show, and I am so blessed. Uh, to even just be with you on today. So uh, on today, this is what we're going to talk about. We're going to be talking about the rapture of the church today because it is critical. It is very, very critical that people in this world be ready for the coming of the Lord. We don't know when he's coming, but it is it is very, very vital that you and I be ready for the coming of the Lord in Jesus name. So this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to be talking about the rapture of the church on today. So uh, we're getting ready to go to a commercial break real quick. And then we're going to come right back and get into this uh, uh, topic on today. The rapture of the church continuing our series in which is entitled salvation, the rapture and the tribulation period. So uh, go ahead during the commercial break. Go ahead and grab you something to eat or grab you something to drink or whatever. Um, or if you're driving down the street, keep your uh, keep your mind and, and your eyes focused on the road. But keep your ears tuned in to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show as we discuss, as we discuss the topic, the rapture of the church on today. We will be right back after this commercial break in Jesus name. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. We are back live on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. I am your host, Adam Tuggle. And yes, we are here. We are live on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. And we today are talking about a very, very great topic Um, on today. We are talking about the rapture of the church, which is spiritually the next greatest event to take place in this world. Now, for people, now I'm going to say this, for people that do not have salvation, if you do not take on salvation, if a person does not take on salvation and the rapture takes place, it will be the worst time in a person's life because they will have to live um, out uh, the seven-year tribulation period and they will have to die for their own sins. But if you have taken on salvation and you have lived a life of holiness, a life of righteousness, and you have lived uh, the way God would have you to live, it will be the best day of your life because you have now, you will then be translated from, uh, you will not be mortal anymore, but you'll be immortal. 
amen your body will take on a change and we're going to go deep into that what i'm talking about but you will see the rapture of the church in jesus name amen so we're going to jump into this right now we're going to be uh going first first we're going to do a review over the salvation part of this is uh the salvation we're going to do a, a overview of salvation salvation was meant to uh help us amen this is why we have this is why we have salvation this is the reason why we have salvation it is jesus gave us salvation to help us get away from the wrath to come amen it he has given us a way out of the wrath to come which is the tribulation which is um at the end of it all keeping us out of hell amen keeping us out of hell amen and yes hell is real if heaven is real hell is real amen so um we look at this and as we uh study this we can go to first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 9 and the reason why i say jesus gave us salvation to help us get away from the wrath to come which is the tribulation we can go to like i said first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 9 and it reads for god has not appointed us to wrath but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. He has not appointed us to wrath. So that's why he brought on salvation. This is why we need salvation to, to escape, to escape uh, the wrath. Amen. If you receive salvation, you will escape the wrath that God has not appointed you to have amen and we talked about what salvation is and how to receive salvation and we said we broke down two two main scriptures that are known uh that are talked about and known in the church world and these two scriptures one of them is commissioning us and one of them is is showing us how to receive salvation if we look at Matthew 28, 19, as we uh, did last week, um, we saw that Matthew 28, 19 uh, was the Great Commission. You might say, well, what is the Great Commission? Commission, the Great Commission was Jesus commanding his disciples to go and to teach and to baptize in his name. Yes, Matthew 28, 19 does say, uh, go ye therefore teaching um, and baptizing all nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. It does not say in, in Jesus' name. Yes, it does not say that in that verse. But if you go to Acts 2 and 38, it does say, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. 
if we look in the in in the scriptures and we look in uh, Galatians 3 and 17, we will find that the Bible does say whatsoever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We broke down who the father was. We broke down who the son was and we broke down who the Holy Ghost is. And all of these three are Jesus. Amen. All of these three different uh, titles, because that's all they are, are titles. Father is not a name. Son is not a name. Holy Ghost is not a name. But they are titles. For example, I am a father to my children. I'm a husband to my to my wife. I am uh, I'm a I'm a son to my mother and my father, but my name is Adam. Those are titles given to me. When you say the name God, you you have to have a distinction with the name God, because there are so many different uh, gods around this world. You can make anything out of a God, but there's only one true God. Amen. As we um as we saw in the word of God. Amen. We saw, we, we searched the scriptures and we found that there is only one God, one true and living God in that name. And his name is Jesus. If we look in, uh, uh, John, uh, St. John chapter one, uh, verse one, it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And if we drop down to verse 14, it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. This is Jesus. This was Jesus. Uh, God manifested in the flesh. Uh, Matthew 1 and 21. And, and it says, she shall bring and, and see and she shall bring forth a son and his name shall be called Jesus. And he shall save his people from their sins. Amen. So this is uh, the things that we uh, look for. Everything we do should be done in the name of Jesus, even salvation. So this is why uh, this is where we receive salvation. This is how we receive salvation, as it states in Acts 2 and 38. Um, baptism, we explained what it is, what repentance is, why why we need to repent, why we need to be baptized, why we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Um, I'll break it down real quick. Um, repentance, um, repentance, baptism, and receiving the Holy Ghost is symbolic of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, which we are, which we celebrate every year, which is called Easter. Amen. His death, his burial, his resurrection. You cannot physically go to a cross and die for your sins. Amen. So he gave you uh, symbolically repentance. That is saying, God, I am letting myself, my old man, my, my sinful nature, my sinful man die. I don't want it anymore. I don't want to do the things in the world anymore. I don't want that. And that's letting God know, hey, I want to, I want to be, I want to be changed in Jesus' name. 
And then when you are baptized in his name, when you go down in baptism in his name, you are, you, your sins are being washed away. Every sin that you have ever committed, um, your old man, your sins are being washed away and your old man is being buried. The old sinful nature is being buried. Um, if a person dies, if you've ever been to a funeral, and I'll give this example. If you've ever been to a funeral, um, everything dead has to be buried. Amen. So what that means is spiritually, when you go down in the waters of baptism, your sinful man has uh, has already died because you've already repented. That's your spiritual death. Your spiritual burial is going down in the name of Jesus. Amen. And when you come up, you come up um, as a new creature. Amen. You come up in the newness of life. If you receive the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues as the Spirit give the utterance, you are now walking in your new man. Amen. You're now walking in your new newness of life. The Bible says old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new in Jesus name. So when you're walking in your newness of life, once you receive the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues as the spirit of God gives the utterance, then you now are saved. Amen. Hallelujah. So why you might ask, why do we need the tongues? And I'm just, I'm, I'm briefly going over this because I'm going to go into the rapture. Um, in just a few in just a few seconds but you need the tongues because when you receive the holy ghost you cannot see the holy ghost because the holy ghost is god's spirit you cannot see the spirit in the natural sense amen so what the what what the lord does he comes in and sups with you he fills you with his with his with his spirit And how will you know that his spirit is in you unless you speak in tongues? Amen. Uh, Acts chapter uh, two, verses one through four was talking about the day of Pentecost. And on that day, um, they were all on one accord. Amen. They were all on one accord and they all received the precious gift of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. He comes in because um, um, in Proverbs, it says, death and life lie in the power of the tongue. Your tongue has more power in it than a gun and any weapon that is created by man. Your tongue can speak life. Your tongue can speak death. Your tongue can speak life over, over your situation. Your tongue can speak life over your children's situation. Your tongue can speak life over, it can speak life and death over anything. Amen. Have you ever, and I'm going to give this example. Have you ever said um, uh, to yourself, you're, 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 you're going throughout your day and you say, oh Lord, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. I'm just, I'm just, oh, I'm tired, Lord. I'm just tired. Or you might say, "Well, I'm, I'm sick of this. You know, I, I, I'm tired of all. I'm tired of all these bills." You might be expressing yourself, yes, 
but when and you and, and you say that you're tired of all these bills and you don't see and you say I don't see a way out of this trouble well not only does the Lord hear you yes the Lord hears you but the devil hears you too and the Lord and the devil's going to bring on more trouble to you that's why we say power the power of life and death lie in the power of the tongue so he comes in and he tames that tongue and he speaks through you this is why we need the tongues another reason why we need the tongues is because um, when you become saved when you receive salvation underneath Acts 2 and 38 you receive salvation and you pray you don't always need to pray in English or whatever language that you speak you need the tongues because sometimes you need to pray in the spirit sometimes you need to pray in the spirit because when you pray in English or whatever language you might speak the devil hears you too when God, yes, God hears you, but the devil hears you too. Amen. So the tongues is, is just like a person. Like, I, I, I don't know any other languages other than English. And I'm going to give this example. I don't know any other languages other than English. I don't know how to speak them. I don't know them. So if two people that are speaking opposite languages other than English, I will not understand them. Amen. If they're speaking Spanish, I will not understand them. If they're speaking French, I will not understand them because I don't know French. Amen. It's the same thing with the devil. When you speak in your heavenly language unto God and you're praying in your heavenly language, that is a conversation between you and the Lord. Amen. And the devil does not understand you. So that is another reason why we need the tongues. Amen. One more reason why we need the tongues is because when you go to war, spiritual warfare for someone or somebody, you need those tongues to be able to pray for them. You need those tongues to be able to uh, to speak to speak with. Amen. You need those tongues to be able to uh, go into intercessory prayer for individuals or, or that individual. Amen. Intercessory prayer is spiritual. It involves the tongues. Amen. You, you, your spirit, when you start speaking in your heavenly language, when you start praying in your heavenly language, it brings about a change. It, it, um, and I say it brings about a change because um, you will start making intercession. The spirit will start making intercession for you and you'll start praying for people that you don't even know. Amen. This is why we need the tongues. Amen. Now, um, in the in the in the book of we're getting ready to go deeper into this. If you do not have the his spirit, if you do not have his spirit, you are none of his. But if you have his spirit, it will help you make the rapture. Amen. This is what the Bible says. 
if you have his, if you do not have his spirit, if you do not have his spirit, and I'm going to go to that, if, if, I'm going to go to that scripture, and it's in Romans, uh, we're going to go to Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, verses 9, um, verses 9 and 11 and it reads but ye are not in the flesh but in the spirit if so be that the spirit of God dwelleth in you now if any man have not the spirit of Christ he is none of his This is what the Bible is saying. Now, verse number 11. But if the spirit of him that uh, raised up Jesus from the dead dwelleth in you, he that raised he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also says shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. This is why you need salvation. It's this, it just showed us, and this is talking about the rapture. This is talking about the rapture. This in verse 11, it is talking about the rapture. It is talking about the rapture of the church. It just showed us that um, it will that the that his spirit that dwelleth on the inside of you will quicken your immortal bodies. Amen. And it will it will quicken your immortal bodies. And I'm gonna read that verse one more time. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwelleth in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Amen. This is the spirit that you need. This is the Holy Ghost that we're talking about. This is the salvation that we are talking about. That spirit that dwells on the inside of you, Christ's spirit that dwells on the inside of you. If you have not taken on his spirit, this is the main reason why we need salvation. This is the main reason why you need the Holy Ghost. Because if you have the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, then um, whether you're alive or whether you die, the Holy Ghost that, that is on the inside of you will quicken your mortal body. And will turn you into and will um, send you into immortality. Amen. This is why we need salvation. Amen. Now, I'm gonna go to another scripture right here in First Corinthians. In First Corinthians, uh, chapter. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 
chapter 15, verse number 22. Amen. And this is, this shows us, this also shows us why we need the Holy Ghost for, to be ready for the rapture. And it reads, for as, as in Adam, all die. That means when Adam sinned spiritually, this is talking about spiritually. For as in Adam, all die. Spiritually, Adam died when he disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden. As we talked about uh, last week, as we talked about that, Adam died spiritually when he disobeyed God. Amen. He disobeyed him and because he ate of the forbidden fruit or ate from the forbidden tree that God told him not to eat of. Amen. That's why sin is in the world today because of disobedience. That's the only reason. Because of disobedience. And that's why the bloodline of mankind was tainted with sin. This is why you and I have to be born again of the water and the spirit. Amen. That's why uh, the scripture that we just read um, in uh, in um, um, Romans chapter 8 verse 9, it said if you don't have his spirit, you're none of his. Because our sins have separated us from God. And you didn't have to do anything wrong to be separated, but because of the bloodline of mankind being in sin, sin cannot enter into heaven. Amen? Sin stinks in the nostrils of God. He does not like sin. Now, he loves the individual. He loves people. He loves everybody he created. Whether you are saint or sinner, he loves you. Yes. And he will bless you. But he does not like the sin. He hates sin. And it, there is, and I'm going to say it like this. There is no big sin. There is no little sin. And there is no sin that cannot be forgiven. The only sin that is unforgivable unto God is blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. And that's when um, a person speaks against the Holy Ghost. Where are, and I'm going to give you an example where... Uh, the person has received the Holy Ghost, then turns away from the Holy Ghost and says, there is no Holy Ghost. That's the only impardonable sin that God does not forgive because you have blasphemed the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's the only unpardonable sin. But as we, uh, I'm going to continue to read this. As we saw, in verse 22, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. This is in the spirit. It says it again. Even so in Christ shall all be made alive. When he died and he, and he sent salvation, he sent the Holy Ghost, he made a way for us to live again. Amen. 
he made a way for us to live again. Amen. He said, you can't even see the kingdom of God without being born again. And and I and and there are some people that that might say, well, my life is my life and I'm going to live it the way I want to. And that's OK. You can if you want to. But there's a but the Bible says there's a way that seemeth right to man. But the end thereof is death. There's a way that seemeth right to man, but the end thereof is death. And this is not a scare tactic today. This is not a, 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 God does not force himself upon any man. He allows you to make a choice whether to serve him or not, whether to live for him or not, whether to receive salvation or not. If it's your choice not to receive salvation uh, underneath Acts 2 and 38, and you don't want to live holy, that's fine. But with every action, as it says in science, Scientists say with every action, there's a reaction. Amen. Well, the action of receiving salvation. The reaction is, well, the action of receiving salvation and living in holiness and living in righteousness until Jesus returns. The reaction is receiving the gift of eternal life. Amen. The and that's the consequences of receiving salvation and receiving and living holy and living righteous unto God until his return. That is the reaction. That is the consequence. You will see heaven. That is your reward. Amen. If a person does not receive salvation, there is with that, with the action of not receiving salvation, of the action of not living holy, of the action of not living in righteousness until Jesus returns, the action, the the reaction of that action is death, spiritual death, spiritually dead. If you are living when the rapture takes place, you will be left behind. That goes for me. That goes for um, anybody. Nobody's exempt. Nobody's exempt. Amen. So we must live the way God will have us to live. And the Holy Ghost comes and helps us live the way God would have us to live. Amen. Now, rapture. The word rapture is not found in the Bible. You might say, well, well, then why are you talking about the rapture of the church? Well, let me let me let me break this down to you. The word rapture is translated. The translation of the word rapture is the means caught up. It means caught up. And the Greek word of it of the translation is Harpazo. Harpazo means the catching away of the bride of Christ. The catching away of the bride of Christ. Now, the word rapture, I'm going to say it again. The word rapture is not in the Bible. But 
The translation of the word rapture means caught up. The Greek word in translation is harpazo. Harpazo means the catching away of the bride of Christ. And this is found this is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 52. We're going to go there right now. We're going to go there right now in Jesus name. And then we're going to take a commercial break and then we're going to uh come back um after I read this verse um we're going to uh, read this verse real quick and then we're going to take a commercial break and then come back. Um, but the verse says, In a moment in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump of God shall sound and the dead shall be risen incorruptible and we shall be changed. Amen. Now, this verse right here is talking about the dead in Christ. The, the ones that have died in Christ, the ones that have uh, died with the Holy Ghost, that Holy Ghost is going to quicken their bodies, as we read before, in Jesus' name. We're going to take a commercial break real quick, and we're going to come on back after this commercial break, and we're going to uh, talk about... Uh, what this verse means in Jesus name. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is founder and pastor of Triumph in Faith Apostolic Church, William A. Tuggle III, 2950 North High School Road, here in the beautiful city of Indianapolis, Indiana. All are welcome to every service and any service that we have. Sunday school begins at 11.30 a.m. morning worship immediately following, where Jesus is the center of attraction. All are welcome to attend in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. We are back on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show, and I am your host, Adam Tuggle. We have um, gone through, and we have just uh, talked about uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 52, and we just read that. I'm going to read it again uh, for those that are just now tuning in uh, to the show. Um, it says, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Now, I'm going to read verse 53. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Amen. And verse 54 says, So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass that saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Amen. 
O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Um, let's see. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This is, this right here, this right here is showing us what what will happen for the dead in Christ, for the dead in Christ at the time of the rapture. Now, the time of the rapture, when the rapture takes place, in the middle of the rapture, the, the, the rapture is going to happen so fast. You can't even blink your eyes. That's how fast the rapture is going to happen. It's going to be very, very, it's going to be so quick that you won't be able to say, I'm sorry, Lord. You won't be able to do none of that. That's how fast the rapture is going to be. That's how fast the rapture is going to take. You won't be able to say, forgive me, Lord, because there will be no time after that. You won't even get, be able to say for, Father, uh, uh, in time, you know, the words, forgive me, Lord, you won't even get four out of your mouth in forgive me. And the rapture will be already done took place. Amen. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 14. Oh no, chapter 4, I'm sorry. Chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 14 verses 14 through 18. We're going to go there real quick. And we're going to look at this. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4 verses 14 through 18. And I said it last week that I give these scriptures so that you can go back and read them yourself because I don't want you taking my word for it. I want you to be able to read it for yourself and know it for yourself, for you to be able to see it for yourself. Amen. So that you might know that it's there. Don't just take my word for it because this is not the word of Adam Tucker. This is the word of God. And so this is why I'm giving these scriptures uh, to give you proof that it's there in Jesus name. So 1 Thessalonians chapter number four, verses 14 uh, through 18. And it says, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will will God bring with him for this for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are which are asleep for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we, then we which are alive and remain 
shall be caught up. There goes that word again, caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we, so shall we ever be with, with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. This is, this is the rapture of the church right here. And it's going to happen so fast. And it's, and it's going to happen worldwide. This is going to be a world thing. This is going to be in the United States. It's going to be in Japan. It's going to be in China. It's going to be, it's going to be the world. Amen. In the world, in, in the church, the church itself, the church in my, in, in, in my uh, co-pastor's words, the church triumphant is going to be raised out of this world and taken into glory. You've heard me uh, talk about um, um, uh, the 10, uh, the 10 uh, virgins. I've talked about it on this show before. The 10 virgins, the five foolish and the five wise virgins and how they were, um, had their lamps trimmed and burning bright which represented them having the Holy Ghost. The five wives kept their lamps. They they stayed um, prayed up. They stayed fasted up. They stayed worded up. They they lived holy. And the five foolish, they let their lamps go out, which was symbolic of letting their Holy Ghost leave them. Amen. And they were not ready to meet the bridegroom. Amen. In this parable, they were talking about the bridegroom coming. And when the bridegroom came, the five, before the bridegroom came, the five foolish asked the five wise, give us of your oil. Give us of your oil. And the five wise said, oh, we don't even have enough for, for me and you. Go off and buy. Go, go out there and buy you some oil. And the five foolish went out and they bought them some oil. When they came back, the, the bridegroom had already come. And when they when, when the door was shut, the five foolish went to the door and they, and I'm paraphrasing this. The five foolish went to the door and they knocked on that door. And they began to say, Lord, Lord, open unto us. But the Lord him, but the Lord said, uh, I, ne- I, I don't know who you are. That's what the Lord is going to do. To the ones that have not received salvation, to the ones that have not uh, lived holy, that have not lived in righteousness. This is in the way we, in the, in the society, in the things that we are living in today, it is, it is imperative that we go that we live Christ-like. Amen? We must, we must, we must live the way God would have us to live because if we don't, we will miss the rapture. We will miss the mark. And if we miss the mark, if you and I miss the mark, we will be left behind. There is no, there is no coming back from it. Especially, and I'm going to say this, 
If you're listening to me and you're living holy and you're living righteous and you have the Holy Ghost, do not turn away from it. Do not backslide. Do not. It's no time to backslide. And I'm just being serious. I'm being for real right now. There is no time to backslide. It is no time to backslide. No, I'm going to say it again. There's no time to backslide. You know why? Because the coming of the Lord is right at hand. We see the signs of the time changing. We see things happening. We are living in the middle of a pandemic right now, which was prophesied in Matthew 24, Matthew chapter 24, verse 7. Amen. It was prophesied in Matthew chapter 24, verse 7. Amen. So, as we see in this, we ask the question, when will the rapture take place? When will the rapture take place? And the answer is, no man know the day nor the hour. I don't know when the rapture is going to take place. Nobody knows. But what I do know is, is that we have to be ready for the rapture of the church. Amen. I'm going to take you to a scripture real quick. Um, Actually, I'm going to take you to... I'm going to take you to three scriptures uh, real quick. And then we're, we're about done with this. We're going to wrap this up. But um, we were talking about the rapture on today. And the first the first scripture that I want to that I want to go to is Luke chapter Luke chapter 12. Verse 40. And it reads. uh, Luke chapter 12, verse 40. And it reads. Be ye therefore ready also. For the Son of Man cometh at any, at an hour, at an hour when ye think not. This is telling us to be ready. And this is Jesus speaking because he's letting us know that when the um, we don't know when the rapture is going to take place. But to be ready, because once you think that he's not coming, that might be the day that he comes. Amen. The day that you think, oh, well, he's here. he didn't come yesterday. He ain't going to come today. He might just be coming that day. Amen. And you have you and I know I know people have um, tried to uh, predict when the Lord's going to come back. They tried to say uh, the year 2000, he was going to come back and the year uh, 2012, he was going to come back. Um, But these are these are false uh, statements because no man know the day nor the hour. Man cannot. Uh, predict, but what we but what we can say, what we can say, is this: um, if man tries to predict the coming of the Lord, as they tried to do in the year two thousand and in the year uh, twenty twelve, 
these are the only two dates that I know of. These are the only two years that I know of because all the rest of those years, I, I was either a, a, a young child or not born yet. Um, so, um, but for these two dates, for these two years that I'm, I'm speaking of, they tried to predict the coming of the Lord, the end of the earth, the end of the world. Um, they were talking about in 2000, they were talking about Y2K, that the whole world was going to come to an end and, and how they predicted at 2012, um, they said that the world was going to come to an end. But let me say this. We cannot say when the Lord is going to come back because no man know the day nor the hour. But what we can say is this. If man tries to predict when the Lord is going to come back, we can say this. He's either going to come before that date or after that date. He will not come on that date. And the reason why I say that is because I believe, and the reason why I say this is because I believe that um, he will not come on that day because no man know the day nor the hour. If he comes on that day, then his word is then made alive because he said it in his word that no man know the day nor the hour when he shall come. Amen. We just read it. So if he comes on the date that they say he's going to come, his word just became a lie. So that's why I say, and this is my own personal opinion. This is why I say he, that, that we can say biblically that he will come before that date or after that date. That's the only thing that we can say that the Lord will do. We don't know. We, we can say that he'll either come before that date or after that date. He will not come on that date that they have predicted for him to come. He will not come back on that date. Now that I can honestly say. He will not come back on the day that man or science or whatever you want to call it tries to predict when the Lord is going to come back. That's the only, that's the only thing we can say. Amen. So I want to go to another scripture real quick and we're about, we're about ready to wrap this up. But in Matthew chapter 24 verses, verse four, verse 42, um, that is again, Matthew, uh, chapter 24, Matthew chapter 24, verse 42. Um, That verse reads, and it says, Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doeth come. Two scriptures have already, two scriptures, in two different uh, parts of the Bible. And this is Jesus talking both times, letting us know that we don't know when the Lord is going to come back. Amen. The question was asked, when will the rapture take place? We don't know. 
Amen. This is what, this is why we need to be ready. Because like I said earlier, the rapture is going to happen so fast that you won't be able to say, Lord, forgive me. You won't even be able to say for, to say even say forgive. That's how fast it's going to happen. That's how fast the people of God are going to be taken out of here. Amen. Now, let me take you to another uh, another scripture. First Thessalonians chapter number five, verse two. Let's go to first Thessalonians real quick and let's look at this. Let's see what the Lord has to say in first Thessalonians uh, chapter chapter five, verse two. Let's see what he says in that in in that verse. In that, in that scripture and in that verse. First, First Thessalonians chapter number five, verse two. Amen. And it reads, For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Amen. The rapture what this verse is telling us is the rapture is going to happen like a thief coming in the night. Amen. This is telling us, this verse is telling us that just like a thief comes to somebody's home in the middle of the night, you don't know when that thief is going to come. He's not going to call you and tell you, oh, I'm going to be here at this time. I want you guys to be asleep at this time. And that's when I'm coming. All right. I want you to prepare yourself for me to come and steal your stuff. Thief doesn't do that. I've never seen a thief do that. And that's the way the rapture is going to happen. The rapture will take place just like a thief in the night. It's going to come unexpected. He's going to come back. You won't know He's going to come back unexpectedly. And what I mean by unexpected, you'll know that the rapture is going to take place. We all know that the rapture is going to take place, but it's going to be an unexpected time. We don't know the time when he's going to come. We don't know the date that he's going to come back. He could come back today. He could come back tomorrow. He could come back in the next few minutes. All of the prophecy that has been talked about down through the Bible has already come to pass. The only reason why the Lord has not come back yet is because of the prayers of the righteous and the Lord's mercy. That's the only reason. That is the only reason why the Lord has not come back yet. Amen. He's giving us time to get ready, but um, there's an old song that says, In time, your time will be no more. Amen. There's going to come a time where you won't be able to repent. There's going to come a time where the end is going to come. So why not now? Why the Lord's mercy is on the earth? Because once the Lord, and let let me share this with you. Let me share this with you. 
if you think that it's hard now with the with the spirit of the Lord on the earth, with the spirit of the Lord on the earth, if you think it's hard now with the spirit of the Lord on the earth, how do you think you're going to do with the spirit of the Lord off the earth when the rapture takes place? Because once the rapture takes place, and he takes his church out of here. The spirit of the Lord will be off the earth and the devil will have full reign over the earth. Amen. He'll have full reign over the earth. Amen. He'll be able to do whatever he wants. And right a minute, not even a minute. As soon as the rapture is over with. Because the rapture is going to like be, it, it's not, it said in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Do you know how, do you know how, how quick that is? How fast that is? That's not even, it's, it's, it's so fast that you won't even be able to blink. That's how fast the rapture is going to take place. And as soon as the rapture takes place, uh, there's going to be, it's going to be so much chaos on the, on the earth. I mean, you, you you think there's chaos now with the spirit of the Lord on the earth? I, y'all, your people ain't seen nothing yet. And this is not a scare tactic. This is something that's really going to take place. The tribulation period, the seven-year tribulation period will take place. It will take place. It is going to take place. But it has to take place after the rapture of the church. Amen. Now, let's look at let's look at this. There's another question that was brought uh, to me, and I'm gonna try to answer this question best I can. What will happen when the rapture takes place? Well, what will happen when the rapture takes place? There's a scripture that comes to mind, and it's in the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 24. We're going to go there right right now. Matthew chapter 24. And we're going to look and see what's going to take place. We're going to see what happens when the rapture takes place. We're going to look and see real quick. Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24 verses 37 through 44 that's um, 37 uh, that's Matthew chapter 24 verse 37 through 44 and it reads but as the days of Noah were so shall the show sorry y'all so shall also the coming of the son of man be for as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving into marriage unto the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not unto the flood and knew and knew not unto the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the son of man be 
then shall two be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding in the mill. The one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doeth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what in what watch the thief would come, he would have he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready for in which an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Now what this verse is saying to us it is saying we are living like in the days of Noah. In the days of Noah and if you've ever uh, read um, and if you know the story of Noah, Noah built an ark. He said a flood was coming. He was preaching and building this ark. And I'm just paraphrasing real quick. He was preaching unto the people and he was telling them that there's a flood coming and, and, and he was preaching and building the ark. And nobody in that, in, in, in that nation would listen to Noah. And they were, and they, and they, and as it said in the word, they they were marrying and giving into marriage. They were eating and drinking, and they were living it up. And they were not listening to Noah. This is what we're. This is the time that we are living in now. People are doing whatever they do, doing whatever they big or bad enough to do. They not coming unto the the full knowledge of the truth. Amen. They're 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 saying. Um, this is my life and I'll live it the way I want to. Amen. They, some of them are saying, well, I got time. I'm young. I'm, 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 I'm young. I'm, I, I still got a life to live. No, no, no. Please, let me, let me, let me tell you. You do not have much time. Time is not on our side. Time, I'm going to say it again. Time is not on our side. Have you ever, have you, have you noticed? If you ever noticed it, if you ever noticed, I'm going to tell you. Have you noticed the days are going by super, super fast? The weeks are going by super, super fast. The months are going by super, super fast. The years are going by fast. What makes you think that you have a lot of time? What makes you think you have all your life to live? I've said it before. There are big graves. There are little graves. There are graves with babies in it. There are graves with teenagers in it. There are graves with children in it. There are graves with adults in it. There are graves with elderly people in it. There are graves of all types. Amen. And I guarantee you that those teenagers that are that are going on said, I got all the time in the world. That middle-aged person said, I still got time. I'm gonna live it up. I'm gonna live. 
I'm going to drug it up. I'm going to drink it up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to party it up. You ain't got much time. I ain't got much time. We ain't got much time. It's no time. And I'm going to say it to the church. To the church. You ain't got time to back out now. Ain't no time to throw in the towel. Ain't no time to be playing church now. It ain't no time to be playing church now. If you ever wanted to get serious with God, it's time to get serious with God. It's time to make our calling and election sure because the time is at hand. The coming of the Lord is right at hand. And when he comes, you won't get a second. You only got one shot. You got one shot. And let me tell you, those that have received the Holy Ghost, if you miss the mark, and I'm talking to the ones that have received salvation, that have been baptized in Jesus' name, that have received the Holy Ghost, if you miss the mark, you are not having a second chance because you tasted of him and you drew thy away. You drew nigh away. You drew yourself away because of your own lust or because of what you wanted to do. That's why I said it's no time to play church. It's no time to play patty cake with the devil. It's no time to, as my former pastor used to say, it's no time to be going in and out the window. It's no time for that. There's no time. Time is not on our side. It also it, it, it says in this verse, this is what the this is what's going to happen during the rapture. You could be sitting there. You could be sitting there. If you're if you want to get a glimpse of what the rapture is going to be like, I'm gonna give you a little glimpse, and this is this is not even the full glimpse of what's going to take place. Amen. There's going to be chaos everywhere around this world. There's going to be chaos around this world when the rapture takes place. You could be sitting at your home and and and. One of, uh, and Lord forbid that this happened, but there's going to be some that are going to be saved in their own home and, and, and out of nowhere, they're going to be taken out of here and, and the people that were not saved in their home are going to wonder where they are. Some of them are going to see them vanish right in front of their face. Your mind is going to be warped. Let me tell you this. If you are saved, stay saved. If you are not saved, get saved, please. There is no time. I'm begging. I don't beg anybody to do anything. My pastor, my pastor says it all the time. I don't beg nobody to do nothing. He don't beg nobody to do nothing for him. But he begs you to be saved. He said, I beg you to be saved. And that's what I'm doing. I beg you to receive this salvation so you can go in the rapture. Whether you, and, and those that have died outside of Christ, they have no hope. Those, the ones that have not received his spirit, we read it in the word, you're not in his. 
But you have, if you, as long as you have life in your body, you have hope. And it's just like you can't go for you. your mama can't go for you, your daddy can't go for you, brother and sister can't go for you. You can't when you stand before God when the rapture takes place. You can't say, "Well, mama did this. I, I, I I'm lost because." Uh, my my husband did this or my wife did this. You can't blame them. You must walk out your own soul salvation. In Acts chapter in Acts chapter two, I believe it's verse uh, 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 forty. I believe it says, "Save yourself from this untorn generation." Amen. Amen. It says save yourself from this untorn generation. You have to save yourself. You have to run like there's no tomorrow. Amen. You have to run. We have to run like there's no tomorrow. Because if we don't, oh, mm, y'all have no idea. We have no idea. If we are left behind, we have something that we're going to have to live through. And if you're saved and you're left behind, you have no hope because you tasted of God. Now, the ones that are are um, left behind, that did not taste of God, they did not receive salvation, they'll have to die for their own sin. You might say, oh, well, I can do that. I can just die for my own sins and be with the mortars. But why would you do that when God done already died for your sins? That's why we celebrate Easter. That's crazy. Why would I want to die when somebody done already? That's just like me saying, okay, well, I, I did this bad thing or I've done these bad things and somebody else wants to take my place in judgment, take my place for judgment. That's like you uh, doing something wrong and going 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 before a judge, but somebody else goes uh, to before the judge for you. And the judge saying, oh, okay, then that person's all right. Why would you want to go before the judge if somebody already went before the judge for you? And the judge said, oh, you're clear now. That's That's crazy. That's stupid. Sorry to call it stupid, but it is. That's crazy. But that's what that's what you're doing. That's what a person's doing. If you are left behind to die for your own sins, that's crazy. When the Lord done already died for you. When he already done died for you. Amen. And it's going to be harder for you, for you to be able to die for your own sins. Because you're going to have to go through uh, persecution. You're going to have to go through torment. And you know what? And we're going to get into this next week. But if you die for your own sins, do you know that the the people that are, you're going to have to have your head cut off? They got the guillotines right now. They got the guillotines right now. They ain't even telling me. I'm sorry. Anybody hear this? I'm. Hey, they, they got the guillotines right now. They got them ready. 
They're waiting for the rapture of the church. As I said, the rapture of the church is serious. It's serious. It is a very serious thing for you to make the rapture. Whether you saved or unsaved, it is very, very serious that you make the rapture. If you unsaved, it is very, very serious that you get the Holy Ghost, that you receive the Holy Ghost, that you receive salvation so that you might make it in the rapture. If you have the Holy Ghost, if you have salvation, it is very, very vital for you to keep it so you can make it in the rapture. So you will not have to endure the, uh, the wrath to come, which is the tribulation. Because if you, I said, I said it, I said it before and I'll say it again. If you have salvation now and you miss the mark, you have no hope. You are lost. You are lost. If you do not have salvation and you miss the mark, you miss the rapture. You have to die for your own sins and it will not be easy for you to do so. It is going to be harder than you. You think it's hard now with God's spirit on the earth? It's going to be 10 times, 20 times, 100 times harder with God's spirit not on the earth. Because once he takes his church, he's taking his spirit too. Giving the devil full reign to do whatever he wants. That's where the Antichrist comes in. And this world will be ran by one world government. A minute after the rapture, not even a minute, a second after the rapture takes place. The Antichrist is already on the earth. We just don't know who he is. We're going to get into that next week. Amen. We're going to get into all that next week. But I'm here to tell you. The rapture is at hand. The coming of the Lord is at hand. And I'm going to leave you with this verse. This is the last verse. Matthew chapter 25. These are the last verses. 1 through 13. And it reads, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. There go them virgins, y'all, that I talked about. Which took their lamps and, the, and, and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them but the wise took oil in their in their vessels with their lamps while the bridegroom tarried which was the bridegroom did not come yet they slumbered and slept and at midnight there was a cry made behold the bridegroom cometh go ye out to meet him when all of the when all of when then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps and the foolish said unto the wise give us of your oil for our lamps have gone out but the wise answered saying not so lest there be none enough for us and you but go ye there to them that sail and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. 
And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. And the door was was shut. Afterward came also the other version saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. But he answered and said, Verily, I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. This is letting us know. This is letting us know. If you do not have his spirit, you will not be taken out of here. You are not ready for the rapture unless you have his spirit on the inside of you. It is in the word of God. We just brought it out. I talked about the 10 versions earlier, and now we're bringing out the scripture. We're reading it in Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. This is uh, talking about, the, this is a, a parable talking about the rapture of the church. Amen. This was a parable from Jesus, and this is Jesus talking. And he was talking about the five wise and the five foolish. There are some that are in the in the uh, five foolish column. There are some people that are in the five foolish column. The five foolish version column. They're doing anything they big and bad enough to do. They having their lamps, but they have no oil in their vessels. To, they have no oil to trim their lamps. But the five foolish had oil to trim their lamps, to turn on their lamps, to go meet the bridegroom. The ones that have no oil, they were foolish. And they told them, hey, you can go off. They went off to, to, to get their oil. But when they were gone, the bridegroom came. That's why I said, when the rapture takes place, you won't be able to say, Lord, forgive me. You won't be able to say, Lord, wait a minute, wait for me. I'm going to do this real quick. There won't be no time. There won't be any time. But it's time right now. You have time right now as you're listening to me. You have time right now to get yourself together. And when I say get yourself together, because we said last week, you can't get yourself together. You have to let the Holy Ghost. If you could get yourself together, Jesus would not have to die. What I mean by getting yourself together is letting the Holy Ghost in and letting him change you. I'm not talking about being being sprinkled with water. I'm not talking about shaking a preacher's hand. I'm not talking about uh, having somebody tell you, oh, you've been born again. You, you, I'm not talking about saying the sinner's prayer and, and the preacher telling you, you've been born again. And that's all you need to do. We believe that you're saved. No, I'm not talking about that. It's not just believing. It's not just confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart. Because what you believe 
you'll act upon what you believe. And the action of your belief will come to pass. You'll do. You'll do. What you believe. And that is repent of your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you will, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost as it states in Acts 2 and 38. This is the only way to see the Lord's face in peace. This is the only way to make it in the rapture. And I'll repeat that verse again. As it states in Acts 2 and 38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Remission just means removal of your sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you do not have, and if I do not have, and if people around the world do not have this Holy Ghost, we've already read it in the scripture, that if we don't have his spirit, we are none of his, and we cannot see the kingdom of heaven. We must be born again of the water and the spirit. Until next week, y'all, I will see y'all. Next week, we're going to be talking about, we're going to go uh, deep into the tribulation period. We're going to finish off our series talking about the tribulation period. So until next week, y'all, I hope you guys have a blessed week. I pray that the Lord's mercy be upon you. I pray that um, everything be well with you. We thank all of our listeners. We thank all of our sponsors that sponsor uh, the Summer Internet Radio Podcast Show. And we love you guys. And we pray that you got something out of this on today. In Jesus' name. I thank you all for listening. I thank you all for tuning in every week. I thank you all. Uh, for sending me uh, the questions and everything else uh, that you send me. Um, Again, um, until next week, we will see you right back here on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. And as it states in Acts 2 and 38, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost This is the only way to make it to heaven. This is the only way to see the Lord's face in peace. This is the only way to make it in the rapture. In Jesus' name, God bless you. I love you. And until next week, may the Lord Lord in heaven smile upon you. In Jesus' name, God bless you. I'll see you next week on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. In Jesus' name.